Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance in the front of the Ranger, and Todd Young on speakerphone, and we have special guest Brandon from Figure 8 Muskie Apparel. Is that a good, accurate description, Brandon? Figure 8 Muskie Gear, that's our official name. Muskie Gear. Muskie Apparel, Muskie Gear, it's all the same thing. Okay, awesome. Uh, this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. Check us out, fattyzmuskie.com, Fatty Z Muskie Products on Facebook and Instagram. It's also brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook, and what else am I doing? There, share the Instagram, St. Croix Rods. Thank you, St. Croix Rods. Check them out. We talked a lot last week about St. Croix's. Everyone knows them. I'm sure everyone's had at least one in their life or have touched one or seen one. It's a bold statement. Hmm. And, um... Second <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you're into muskie fishing, you probably have... Yeah. yeah. And, um... Let's see. Real quick, we're going to... I'm going to hit real quick. We, uh, last weekend, I released a new rod holder. A lot of people were asking about it. It is a... Clamp-on, rail clamp-on, tippable down east, same fatty Z musky quality that everyone likes in the uh, in the track mount. It's now available in rail. It is. It doesn't spin on the rail. It spins the same way as our tippable down east do. So uh, check it out on our Facebook page. It's not on the website yet. And uh, any questions, feel free to message us, email us. You know the spiel. Um, Todd, is there anything else before we let Brandon talk about figure eight musky gear? No, I just uh, we, we 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 were planning on going one down at the uh, at the Kentucky show. Uh, Vance and I took off Friday morning and left for there. And Vance had some issues, but the, it was there was a snowstorm up our way, and yeah, he had issues with the tractor trailer turned sideways, and we got about an hour and a half, hour forty five minute late start, and. But then we got there, we, we weren't able to get set up. We basically went in, dropped stuff off, put up the backdrop, and we just weren't able to pull it off because they didn't open the door until 7 o'clock Saturday morning, and we still had work to do. And So we, we just had to can it. But uh, Brandon Lilly was one of the guys that got a hold of us and wanted to do, do, the, uh, do the podcast, and uh, we're getting ready to head to Pittsburgh this weekend, which he will be attending. And uh, this figure is a good time to get him on. Yeah. These guys from Pittsburgh, I don't know how many of them know. This is a new company, Brandon. Yeah, we, uh, we're we also, I wanted to say, we're brought to you by this week, Figure 8 Muskie Gear, and because Brandon's our guest. Brandon, do you want to hit you want to hit your uh, plugs before we dive too deep into this? Yeah, um, just a little bit about our company. We, we launched back in June 2015, so we're a fairly new company, but... Uh, the growth's been unbelievable. Just people believing our, believing our brand, and uh, we've had the, the whole musky community really get behind us, and it, it's been unreal. Like I said, we've grown two or three times faster than we we ever anticipated. You know, I was hoping if if by now, what well, we've been in about eight months now, and we're just leaps and bounds past where we ever thought we would be. I mean, it's, it's a good feeling when you go to an expo, and when they open the doors, you already see people walk around in their gear. I mean, it's, it's, it's really humbling, and it's just awesome to see people get behind it. Nice. Uh, where, where can they find your stuff? 
Um, the, the, the best way to find myself is obviously directly through our website, which is www.figure8muskygear.com. Uh, figure 8 is just spelled with one E. Uh, F-I-G-U-R-E-I-G-H-T, figure8muskygear.com. We've also partnered with Team Rhino Outdoors, uh, Jeff Woodman at Team Rhino. Uh, they carry our gear. You can you can find our gear at teamrhinooutdoors.com and also all of your uh, custom collared musky baits. Jeff probably has the best selection in the industry when it comes to the custom collars, pounders, bulldogs, glide baits. Let's go through it all over there, too. That's, that's your two main outlets to find figure eight musky gear. This weekend, we're going to be in Pennsylvania at the Pittsburgh Musky Max. Obviously, you'll be able to get tons of gear there. And at the same time, the Wausau, Wisconsin shows this weekend. And Jeff will be carrying our, our gear at that show. So Does it get heavy? For all the musky nuts out there to find it, uh, some face-to-face purchases for the, this weekend. Yeah, try them on, that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I was, I was, uh, you know, Vance and I were, we had a booth just down the aisle from you, and uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I was amazed. I mean, there's been people trying to do something, you know, sort of what you're doing, come out with a neat logo brand or something, and you know, uh-huh. it, it, it goes so far, but. Man, those guys, man, those guys were walking around that show. Oh. I mean, it was oh. like there's people wearing figure eight stuff all over the press. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, the the Kentucky show was fun. In uh, to touch on that that subject, Todd earlier in the day had uh, given a, a little kid one of his Muddy Creek hats, and uh, the kid was wearing it. And about an hour later, I saw him just toss it in the trash. And he donned this new hat, and it was it was a figure eight one. I was well, like, "Holy!" Hold on, you told me that story earlier, and that Todd went up and punched him in the face. Oh yeah, the little you can do that down in Kentucky. He was the kid was like two. I would have hit him, but yeah. you just spanked him. No, that is bad That's etiquette. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I I stopped by. I mean, looks like you're buying uh, soft. I I find it. You know, I find it's a regular old T-shirt, regular old hat. I hand it off to clients. And, and stuff like that, but you're you're you're, you're buying top quality gear. There's no doubt. You're 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 buying nice, nice, nice quality, uh, nice quality stuff, and and it's showing up. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Really, that's something that uh, my wife Amber and I, you know, she goes to all the shows with me, and uh, I couldn't do it without her. But that's something that we take really seriously is the quality of our stuff we put out before we release any piece. We generally go through. Anywhere from 10 to 20 samples. I mean, before the, for example, our, our t-shirt, hands down, it's one of the lightest, most comfortable t-shirts out there on the market. It's a polyester cotton blend. It breathes so well. And we went through roughly 15 or 20 t-shirts to land on that product. And, uh, we're, we're all about the quality. We're looking for long term. We're not trying to sell four or five shirts to somebody and they never buy from us again because they're disappointed. When, when they get it out of the box, we want them to think, man, this is, this is some top-notch stuff. It feels great. It's comfortable. And, but most importantly, it's comfortable on the water. Nice. So do you have like... We, uh, we, we take a lot of pride in, in high-quality gear. Uh, I tell people all the time, I could... Occasionally, somebody will feel like their hoodie's a little on the high side, which it is. It's They're $60 retail, which is... If you pay, if you go to 
picks, you're going to pay $60 for a nice Under Armour or Nike hoodie. And our, our quality honestly runs with that. Now, I could go and get another hoodie and market that hoodie for $30 and cut my cost in over half. But I refuse to give up the quality to drop our price. It's just it's not going to happen. So if you're looking for a cheap a cheap hoodie, we're not going to stop for you. But if you're looking for something that's going to hold up and the quality is there, stop on by. So, so no bargain bin for you. <laughs> All top shelf. No, no, it's, it's just not. I, I refuse to put out anything cheap. Uh, like I said, we, we went, we narrowed it down to about three hoodies, and I, I went, ended up landing on the most expensive one. And my wife Amber, she's like, "You sure you don't want to go with this one? We save a little bit, and it's still really nice." I'm like, "No, we, we got to put the best out we can to these guys, you know." Most musky fishermen, they're dropping serious musky guys. You guys know they're dropping forty, sixty dollars on uh, on custom lures. They're not going to take twice to drop money on a nice piece of apparel. So yeah. that's another another way we looked at it. But it's a good product, and at auctions, people are going to buy. When you guys were in Kentucky, I don't know if you got there early enough to see the David French's line at the Shum Shum booth, but that that was impressive. Oh yeah, we were we were right. Uh... Behind that, yeah, I had a booth okay. right there. Yeah, yeah. So you were there when they opened the doors. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good day to be David French. <laughs> they, 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 they all turned the corner and started heading right towards us. And I was like, Bam, they did. What's this, going on? This is it. And they yeah. got in line, and they, then they, they meandered from after they got through that line. Yeah, the guy sold out. I mean, he had a lure that was. Uh, I believe it's the one they won the PMTT on last year, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, he, he sold all of his lures in 36 minutes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah. People and it went well, his bait swims. They, they know it works, and they're willing to pay. If they're not cheap baits, but they work. Yeah, guys were lined yeah. up to buy them. Yeah. What, what, how long have you been into musky fishing, Grant? Uh... I got introduced to musky fishing in 2002. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to, I, a guy I knew was real big into it, and I kept pestering him to take me. I was probably about 19 years old. Finally, he took me out. Four or five trips later, I caught my first musky, and like most guys will tell you, once you once you hook up on one, that's a wrap. Yep. Most, most likely, you're going to be a fan for life, and that's, that's what happened to me after that. It was it was a rat. And you're from West Virginia, correct? So, Southern West Virginia. Yeah, we're Southern West Virginia. Little, okay. Uh, most people don't know the town we live in, even if you're from West Virginia. We live <laughs> in a town called Shady Spring, West Virginia, which is a population of about 2,000 people. But we're just outside of Beckley, West Virginia. A lot of folks know okay. that. Yeah, and it's about 25,000. Uh, we're about an hour south of the capital of Charleston, West Virginia. Nice. So right, we're, right we're on uh, the New River. That's that's our home water here. Okay. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. I don't think you have any much in the way of lakes right there, do you? Mostly river fish. No, no, not right here. We have some really good lakes in West Virginia, but they're more mm -hmm. in the central part of the state. Yeah. Uh, the New River in Kenton, West Virginia. That's my home water. It's about twenty minutes from my house, so might even spend some time on fishing. That's that's where where you're going to find me. Yeah. I love I I I love West Virginia. I love driving through i've kind of down there many times i just love those i, I love the mountains i mean there's there's yeah that drives out that drives down 79 at every vance and i on our way down there there was a nice snow cover and it was just like that 
10 deer, 8 deer, 6 deer. They were just oh, all yeah. over there. I just, I just, I, I love that drive. <laughs> it, it's a beautiful state. It's, if you're in the outdoors, it, it really doesn't get any better than West Virginia. We've got great fishing, great hunting, rock climbing, whitewater rafting, skiing. I mean, you name it, we've got it right out the back door. Yeah. What's your weather like right now? What was that? What, what's your weather like right now? Uh, well, it's, it's, we've been on kind of a warm streak the last few days. I guess it's 60 today. Uh, it's starting to feel like spring, but I doubt it lasts long. I mean, two weeks ago, it was in a single digits at night. So we are, we are coming out of our winter, but uh, it's been warming up. I do know the... The bite's been real good the last few days. The musky bite, you know, a lot of the Midwestern states, as you guys know, they have seasons. We don't have one here in West Virginia. You can fish year-round, which is a great thing. Uh, and I, I really, particularly myself, I love the I love the winter bite here. It's a good bite. You don't catch as many fish, but uh, the big girls really have the feedbacks on it. It's a good time to hook up on a, on a good West Virginia musky. What, what's your biggest fish from down there? Uh, biggest fish in West Virginia water for me is 43, and that was that, and that was a river fish, which is a it's a great fish for the New River. Uh, I tell when I'm talking to a lot of the people I've met uh, through Facebook and at the shows, and they ask me the same question. I always tell them, "Hey, don't don't laugh at me. You know, my biggest is 43 in West Virginia. Even most of them are lakes. You know, they say, hey, that's that's a great fish, especially in a river.'" You know, you're talking to guys in Minnesota, Wisconsin, they're knocking down upper 40s and 50s all day long. But uh, hopefully that's in my forecast this year. I did catch a 43 and a half out of Cave Run Lake. Nice. That's my personal best period. Uh, I, I had a I had a great four, solid four-footer in the figure eight. I just couldn't get her to eat. I was uh, out fishing with uh, Joey White. Who's a guy for Tony Grant Outdoors? Uh, if you look in the book, a trip there, it's definitely, I would definitely recommend those guys. As you mentioned earlier, Joey and, and David French, they won the PMTT last year on Cave Run. Uh, it's a great fishery as well, not too far from West Virginia. About how far of a drive from your place to Cave Run? Uh, about three and a half hours. Hmm. And you? Not bad. I'm going, I, I did manage to get back out uh, on the water. Sunday after the show, we packed up and uh, nice. actually took my wife out. And we went out on the boat with Joey White for about three hours trying to get Amber on her first muskie. We didn't have any luck, but uh, we kind of broke her in on uh, muskie casting 101. And surprisingly, she did she did really well. She stayed a lot with me, but mostly, uh, mostly bass and spinning reels. So the bait caster was new to her. She, she did great. And what, what was the water what like? What was the water like? Yeah, it was, it was that's what muddy. I wanted to hear. Yeah, it was pretty muddy. It was blowing yeah. out. Uh, yeah. We tried to get back in some coves where it wasn't quite as muddy and the wind didn't have everything turned up as much. But but we had fun trying. It was a, That was the first time I've been back out on the water uh, since, since December um, before before I got into that car accident Christmas Eve. A lot of the guys that follow me on Facebook, they're, they're aware of what all I've been going through the last couple months. And so I was really excited to get back out on the water. I normally, I rarely go longer than 10 days without fishing. So 
hmm. not fishing for two for two months really was tough on me. So I was just excited to get back out on the water, get some time with with Joey and Amber, and enjoy the outdoors a little bit. And you uh, say the the new river. When I think of the new river, and we touched on this though, but uh, I think of that bridge jump for the base jumpers, and I think of whitewater rafting. Uh, yeah, I've done. I've done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I never great. I never would have guessed it. It, it was a, it was a good uh, a good fishery. I, I, Part of that is because the the waters that I were in were moving so fast at, at the time, but the thing's really really big, and I could imagine that you could you could uh, target some fish in that now, from what you see. Yeah, in the section you were in, it moves a lot faster. It's it's definitely geared for for rafting. You know that's why all the rafting companies are in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. That stretch of river you were on is about thirty uh, some miles from my house, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean, the New River is recognized by a lot of hardcore whitewater people as one of the best uh, rivers in the country. Uh, it runs, yeah, they, they fish it also in, uh, is it North Carolina or Virginia? Virginia, Virginia. Virginia. The River yeah, in Virginia yeah. is, is okay. huge, and we go down there yeah. quite a bit ourselves. It's about an hour drive. Okay. It's the New River in Virginia, they put out a lot bigger fish. Uh it, it, it doesn't. The water's probably slowed down once it gets. You're not. It's slowed down. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's why most people think they're they're a lot bigger. They catch a lot of upper forties and some fifties in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the biggest fish I've ever even seen a photo from from where I fish here near the house is is forty seven. Good fish. We, we just don't get the fifty, the forty eights, nines, and fifties with the with the swift water we have here. Mm-hmm. That's got to be fun, though. <laughs> now, do you, do you do it, uh, do you wade on, or, or are you boat fishing? Oh, uh, a little bit of everything, actually. The okay. 43 I caught, my personal best last year was was wading, and that's probably one of my favorite, just because it's, it's so fun. You're standing there about high deep water, casting. Yeah. Uh, it makes for some really, I get a lot of, compliments on Facebook on some of my photos because, you know, they're, they're in water releases. And you've got the GoPro, you've got a buddy with, you could get some really good shots out in the water releasing the fish. Yeah, I think I've seen some of those photos. You're actually under the water with the fish. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, my yeah. profile picture is, uh, is being under the water with the fish. And that was <laughs> oh, that's that you. I didn't know yeah. that was you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Me and my buddy, uh, we were about to turn her loose and about three weeks uh, earlier, maybe a month, I I caught it was my first three fish day, and on my second fish that day, my buddy I was fishing with, we were in his raft, and I said, "Man, if I catch a third one, I'm going to jump. I'm, I'm cannonball. I'm going off the raft." I was just so fired up that I caught two. I said, "Man, if I catch a third, that's it. I'm gone. I'm off the raft." <laughs> sure enough, a couple hours later, I pinned my third one. That's still made my only three-day fish, this, and that happened this past summer. Sitting down, cannonball in, jump, jump in the river, and kind of treading water. And my buddy John that I'm with, he throws me the GoPro and he says, "You gotta get some shots, players." The fish was just actually in the net when I jumped off. He still has the fish in the net. <laughs> I dropped the GoPro and I thought, you know what, this will be cool. I want to go underwater and 
here is trying to get a shot of me with the fish behind me in the net and bag. So I did that. And that's not the picture you're talking about. But where I'm going with it is one of my friends on Facebook, I'm going to go ahead and name call him. His name's TJ Broadwater. He likes to give me a hard time. <laughs> in a good way. We're good buddies. So CJ comments and says, hey, tough guy, next time, get that underwater shot. Let's do it without the net. So a few weeks later, the, I've got the 43. Me and my buddy Mark uh, Harold from Virginia are getting ready to turn the fish back. And so I'm going to go under with it real quick. I want you to try to get a few shots. And that's how that ended up happening. Uh, man, the, the feedback I've got back on that photo has been unreal. People <laughs> love that picture. It's cool. I'm not claiming it to be the first underwater muskie release photo, but mm -hmm. it's the only one I've ever seen, and it's and everybody else tells me it's the only one they've seen. So, <laughs> but we, we may have pioneered something there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I've gotten in the water and walked around with them. I petted them on the head and tr you know tried to revive them and stuff, but I didn't get any. Uh, I never went underwater with them. <laughs> that's yeah. For sure. uh, <laughs> I don't think there's very many people ever. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you started something. I think we're going to see more of that. Uh, I've had several guys say that this is happening. This stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's just that's what musky fishing is all about. You know, just making good memories with your buddies, and if you can catch a fish, that's just a problem. Yeah. There's one big thing stopping me from getting an underwater photo with a musky is the leather interior in my truck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Some of us aren't so yeah, privileged. What are you talking about, <laughs> Mister Murdered Out? <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it first thing in the morning, so you're all dry. It's my fishing <laughs> trips last two hours. I won't dry. <laughs> Twenty minutes. You gotta wear figure eight gear. That that stuff it'll dry off quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Quick dry. Quick dry. Drop it. Let's uh, let's talk. Where where did the idea spark from? Where did the brand idea? Where did you did you ever see it getting this popular this fast? Where 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 did where did this come from? Uh, let me think real good here. Where I want to start. Building a brand is tough, and you've you, you know you've you've you done, fast tracked done, it. it is, yeah, you fast tracked. It is tough. It. I mean, I thought I thought I I mentioned that earlier. I mean, there's been a lot of guys. Some of the big name guys came out with it. Uh, you know, hey, you know, we're going to try to do this or do, do that with a brand of gear. And I mean, it just, you know, it just, it just didn't take off. Uh, yeah. Well, for anybody that I know of, <laughs> kind of what started it was, I was, I've always had kind of, I don't own any other companies, but I've always, ever since I've been young, I've wanted to own my own company. And I got to thinking that I was wanting to make, uh, get in the bait business. And I thought I'm going to, I couldn't decide if I wanted to try and do a glider or a crank or, or what I wanted to make. But the more I started thinking about it, I just thought, I was trying to think of how I could make my bait different or bucktail um, different, whatever I was going to, right, I was going to go. And the more I thought on it, I was just like, man, there's, you can't really come up with any fresh ideas. It's hard to do. Yeah. So much competition out there. So then my mind kind of started wandering towards the, the apparel uh, side of things. and But then that kind of got put on the back burner. And uh, a couple months later, me and my buddy had been musky fishing all day. 
on the river. And we were just kind of shooting the breeze talking, and I said, uh, man, when I get home this evening, we, I think we were talking about, uh, everybody knows the brand Huck, obviously. They're all over the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. I said, you know, it'd be cool if we could find something to wear that's just tailored strictly to musky guys. You know, Huck, they're more of a you know, fishing brand in general. They cater to all species of fishing, bass. Shark, saltwater, you name it. Bluegill, perch. I said, I, I, mm. I simply told him, I said, when I get home, I'm going to get online. I'm going to try to find me and you a couple of shirts or something. So I, that's what I did. I went home. I got online, and I was looking and looking. and you know, I did find it. a couple of things here and there, but nothing I was really liking. It just wasn't my style. And that's kind of what really, when the light bulb kind of flashed and, and, you know, there's not many things out there where apparel that's tailored specifically to musky guys. And from that point forward, the next month or two, I just spent tons of time. I'm I'm somewhat of an artist on the side. I like to draw. I do a lot of charcoal sketches. Uh, it's just something I've done since I was little, and I, I enjoy it. So I started drawing some logo ideas, jotting down name ideas. Uh now, one thing I knew I wanted to try and do was uh, leave. I, I wanted, this may sound silly, but I wanted to leave the word or the picture of an actual muskie out of my concept and out of my logo. I didn't want a muskie to be in it, and I didn't want it to say muskie on the gear. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a, a symbol and a logo that every muskie fisherman would relate to as soon as they see it. And I wanted to try and keep it to one word. Now, technically, we are figure eight musky here. But on all my apparel, all you'll see is the word, our logo with the single word figure eight. And I knew every musky guy would relate uh, to the word figure eight. I I really knew that's what I wanted to call it. And then I started messing around with some logos. I narrowed it down to about three that I, that I hand-sketched myself. I sent them out to about 12 close friends. I said, tell me which of these three, which one do you like? And I mean, it was unanimous. It was, it was actually 11 of the 12 picked what is now the figure eight logo. And from that point on, it just kind of, it just started to snowball. You know, I, I started looking at, uh, like I said, getting samples of shirts, hats, uh, obviously got, took all my artwork and got it digitized. And finally that, that process started. I, I settled on the name and the logo around February and the next four months was just tons of planning, wrote up a business plan and, uh, around the middle of June is when we just, I tried to sell my first product, which was. Uh, the figure eight flex fit hat, which is to this date one of our best sellers. We almost sold out of the hats in Kentucky. Thank you, Kentucky. We love you. <laughs> uh, and so I got a, I, I got like a couple dozen hats in, and I told Amber we were going to get up to dinner. Pretty cool. I put them on. Are you any of you guys familiar with Muskie Flea Market on Facebook? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I, I take my hat. It's the, the black and lime one, which is 
still to date our best seller, Black Cat Lime Logo. And I posted it, put my phone in my pocket. Amber and I went out to dinner. Uh, I, you know, I try not to. We both try not to be on our phones when we're dead. You know, just, it's, people are so bad for that these days. We all are. I still am at times. <laughs> so I didn't look at my phone any while we're out to eat. And, uh, we finish up dinner and get back in the car. Get my phone out and I look at it. I'm in my mind. I'm like, whole time of dinner, I'm thinking about it. Like, if I, if I could have four or five half souls, it's going to be pretty, you know, brand new. Nobody's ever seen. This is literally the first time anyone in the public has seen the logo. I logged on to Facebook, get on, and I've got like 30-some orders for hats <laughs> in, two, in two hours. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of when I thought, man, this these guys are you probably digging it. They, <laughs> you probably thought you needed to order more hats. This might get some traction. Like this, I told Amber, like I've got thirty some hat orders on here. We gotta go buy some hats. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get more hats yeah. going. Amber, we gotta try. We need more hats. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we did. And I, I only had twenty four. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, a we need more hats, and b what what now? I mean, this is. My mom was really just blown at the, the guys. I, I had tons of comments. I mean, everybody was just so supportive. Like, man, this is awesome. The Muskie community needs something like this. This is what guys just, this is what we've been waiting on. People just loving it. And, uh, you know, it just really snowballed from there. Then I put up some shirts and guys were buying them. And uh, then I just started thinking, man, if I could get some people wearing my gear, holding up muskies that they've caught. And I can start using that, you know, to post, get out there on social media. If I could just get one person holding a muskie with my gear on, that would be so cool. And ironically enough, which I didn't have, hadn't made many sales, I went out, same guy I told you this. It was actually the day I jumped off the raft and got the underwater picture. The first fish of that day was the first fish in figure eight gear. And I was so excited to have caught a fish. I had my t-shirt on. I had my hat on. Got some really good photos and ended up getting three fish that day. And both my buddies I was with each caught a fish and I'd given them stuff to wear. So I had five fish pictures and man was I proud of those five fish pictures. And over the next few weeks, other guys that I sold stuff started posting photos of their of their musky while they were wearing my stuff. So it was my first time that happened. I mean, I freaked out. I remember yelling at Amber, we've got to get here with this. This guy's wearing a hat. He's holding the musky. It's awesome. <laughs> and That's it awesome, man. That's <laughs> awesome. The muskies, uh, muskies, we're looking out for you. For you to have your day like uh, that. <laughs> it's been so cool. You know, I... I still think it's so cool when somebody posts posts with our stuff on. But <clears throat> do you have tube socks? What do I have? What <laughs> tube socks? Tube socks. <laughs> tube socks. No, but you might be onto something there. Do you, do you want a pair? Because I'll get you some. Don't <laughs> 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 make you anything. Yeah. Well, I, and you, I, where was you at it? You, you had a. How many shows have you been? Do there, or how many shows have you done so far? Well, we kicked off our 
season at Chicago, okay, which was very intimidating. It's one of the biggest shows of the year. Uh, everybody's all jacked up because it's the first big show of the year. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what I was getting into. Hoped for the best. Amber and I went there, and we had a great show, great turnout. Uh, there was probably 300 people waiting at the door before they opened it. You know, I think it started at like one o'clock on Friday. I see all the people waiting outside the door, and I knew they weren't waiting there for figure eight. There was a there was a couple <laughs> custom bait makers that had some. Those are your bait guys. Anytime you see people waiting at the door, those are your bait yeah. guys. They're yeah, they're hard on yeah. particular bait. Well, uh, Jeff, the team Ron on outdoors, he had some shum shums from David French people were waiting on. And he also has uh, some infamous gliders that Andrew Beef makes. And both of those guys, both of those baits sold out like 45 minutes. But, uh People start rolling the door, and I've seen, I immediately seen like five or six of our hats. Nice. I just thought that was so cool. To be, you know, we're obviously West Virginia, East Coast. Travel all the way to Chicago, and you got guys walking around at one of the biggest expos in the country wearing your stuff. And it was just so cool, so humbling. And so that was our first show. Awesome show. Chicago was killer. Second show we did was the West Virginia Hunting and Fishing Show. It's not technically a musky show. We it's that's the only multi-species show we did. Uh, first off, we hit Columbus. That was a great show. And then last weekend, uh, seen you guys at Kentucky at the Musky Fest. And this weekend's PA Musky Max will finish us up. Uh, nice. So we did five this year. Well, we we were at we're we're going to be at three of the five. You were kind of behind us at, in Ohio. We okay. Were, we were right next to Muskie Hunter, so you would oh, have been... Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, so... I know right where Muskie Hunter was, and now I think I remember where you guys were. Yep. We were right. We were the only neighbor to Sarek, so... <laughs> okay, so. yeah. I, I try not to walk around too much. I find every time I leave my booth, uh, I end up spending money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that 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 you know that that's a really cool story how how that happened. You know, you found a nice niche and uh you know you're seeing people sporting the stuff. It's not like you know there's no mistaking. You know, you you, you can and I'm not I'm not picking on any kind of bait. You you can see a, a guy throwing a bait, you know, from a couple boat lengths away and you're like, "Oh, what kind of bait is that? Is that a this this or that or whatever?" But there's no mistaking yeah. The logo. There's no mistake in, you know, the, you know, it's, that's your stuff, you know, so that, that's, that's neat how you found that. No, you're, you're right. There's no, there's no mistake in it. And that was, that was hope, hoping to be part of the, of the goal. But when you've seen it, it was unique. Uh, I don't know if you've ever really looked at it this way, but part of my idea to make our logo different from others. And most logos are very clean, smooth lines, the entire logo. Everything's just neat and clean and smooth. And I wanted our logo to be just the opposite, a little bit rough, a little bit jagged, uh, a little bit kind of almost sinister, if, if you want to use that word. But mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted it to look like a rough sketch. I didn't want it to look like a yeah. smooth, digitized, computerized logo. 
Yeah, and it, we it, were able to pull it off somehow. And, and you you drew it originally, like you said. That was all you and some pencils or markers or whatever. Yeah, that, was, that, that that was me and a sketch pad and a charcoal pencil. Nice, awesome. And when you're done, you and could then, uh, light the pencil and cook some burgers. There you go, West Virginia style. <laughs> and then, yeah. So uh, what do you have? Then after we got the logo, you know, we we wanted to put a. I guess you could call it a mission statement to go with our with our logo and what is the mission statement? Our, our, vert, our vertical banner this week at the at Kentucky. That that's really our our motto, our mission statement, and we we worked real hard on that. And I, I get a lot of really good feedback from people, you know, that say that that really embodies what musky fishing is. Uh, and I, I tell you what, I pull it up here and. Most people have seen it or read it, but I'll read it to you real quick. So here it is. Figure 8 is a tailored icon that speaks for one lifelong angler's relationship with the water, both in spirit and in practice. Inspired by an obsession for the slime, it symbolizes the quest of every dedicated angler. Perfect execution of the figure 8, every cast, every outing. That's Love what it. we are in, in short. Love it. Nice. Now, what do you say to the guys that, that come up to you and say, all I do is troll. I don't figure eight at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I say to those guys. I've not had that happen yet. I'm going to knock on wood. I don't know what I Well, you're going to Pittsburgh next weekend. You better be ready. <laughs> We might, Andy might Lots be able to build something that, that figure eights a trolling mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and I, I have nothing against trolling. Uh, some people prefer to troll. Some people prefer to cast. I'm, I'm just a cast. It's just. Yeah, I was busted. I was just, <laughs> I was making obvious dumb jokes. <laughs> what it is saying? a good dumb joke. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got to reel the trolling line in eventually, you know? Yeah. You do, but yeah. I don't know. Most of those guys aren't figure eighting after they. It's one long cast. That's what it is. Yeah, this is true. Mm. It might not be for everybody, but uh, <laughs> no. We're definitely, we're definitely thankful for the guys that are that are buying our gear and out there sporting. I know they've got a hundred other things they could be wearing, even if it's not musky uh, related. But so we're super appreciative of everybody that's that's gotten behind figure eight. Uh, what it's it, Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. You got some special colors yeah. coming up here. Or we what? do purple and yeah, purple and black. Did you, see, mm. did you see the uh, Kentucky Wildcat hat we ran? At the yeah, Kentucky show. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a I've got a, a fitted flex fit uh, Pittsburgh colored hat. It's, it's obviously black and gold. Black oh, I thought it was orange and black. A little bit of white. Nice. <laughs> there you go. You hit all your teams. Did you do? Yeah. yeah that, it's easy there. They're all the same color. about Pittsburgh. All your guys, all your teams are the same color. The Steelers, the Pirates, the hockey teams, even black yeah. and gold. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, the, the the curling team is uh, chartreuse and black. That is. It's one of the best sellers there for the curling. Does anybody watch angle. curling? Not not here. Only during the yeah. during the Olympics. <laughs> now, now Pittsburgh people are hardcore about their their. Sports teams, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah. They they don't really care about. It. I mean, they only flip cars over when they lose. 
that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm obviously not from PA or yeah. around your guys' neck of the woods, but I've, I just get the feeling that Pittsburgh people are intense about their teams. Yeah. Really? That's the, 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 one of the main uh, life or lifebloods of the area. There, you don't find too many people that aren't, you know, when the Steelers lose in the playoffs, it's a sad day. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bad for everyone. I've got high hopes for the uh, for that hat. I think that'll be our best uh, show special product that we've done. We do something special for each show, but I feel like these Pittsburgh hats are, are going to be gone quick. And they will be a, for those that are listening. Uh, that'll be a one-time run, so grab it at the show while you can. You're never going to do it and, again. No. Well, I might do it again next year, but... Okay, I got a making them. I got a scenario. Website or something. The only time you'll be able to get this hat is at the show. Okay, I got a scenario. What happens if you sell out in the first thirty-six minutes, and then (laughs) then you take like orders for like two hundred, and you're like, "No, I'm done." No, no, I'll do that if we (laughs) if we run out. And I do. Actually, I've got an order of twenty-four, twenty-three, twenty-four Kentucky hats going out in a couple weeks. Because I ran out, the guys wanted them. They seen them on Facebook, and I ran out. So I'm going to get get the hats of those people. But yeah, I will do custom orders. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let a cat out, another cat out of the bag for the uh, Pittsburgh show. Uh oh. I was going to wait and put. The, I am going to put this on my Facebook Friday. But uh, so the the Pittsburgh Steelers center Doug Lederski is a Beckley, West Virginia native. Okay. Grew up 10 minutes from, from my house. Nice. Well, some of my really good friends played college football with Doug. Long story short, I was able to get in touch with Doug. I sent him one of the Pittsburgh hats. He was kind enough to take a photo in it. I'm going to have that photo displayed at the booth. And Doug also was kind enough to sign Another hat that I'm going to be raffling off. So, Pittsburgh Steelers center Doug Lagurski sign figure eight edition hat will be going for raffle at the PA show. Nice, nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, Lagurski he got he got he picked back up after uh, the, their their starter went down. He and he came back and he played this season. Yeah, yeah, he got some good field time this year and then. Yeah, uh, back in the Super Bowl, uh, what was it, 40, 45, 45, maybe? 45, yeah. He, 45, yeah. He, 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 started, he started. He started. He was the starter yeah. center for the Super Bowl that year. I always thought that was correct. Who, who was the original starter that year that got hurt? P- Pouncey. Pouncey. Pouncey, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's awesome. He's a, he's a backwoods kind of guy. He, I, I, I've, uh, seen some stuff that Ligurski does. He's, uh. Definitely into the outdoors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all, man, if you're from West Virginia, I mean, you can't have very many friends that aren't into the outdoors. Mm-mm. I no, mean, that's right. They, they Everybody just can't do it. it. Everybody's into it, man. It's, uh, that's why I like that state so much. I just, uh, really good stuff, man. 
There's some hills down yeah, there, isn't there? If you don't fish it, huh? You're going to get some really funny looks here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like, what's wrong with these guys? What do you mean yeah. don't fish? <laughs> How can you not fish? <laughs> West Pike God, Virginia. Yeah, there you go. West Pike God. So what? So you you were you were injured <clears throat> Christmas Eve, and yeah, uh, Christmas Eve. I just uh, unfortunate car accident. We flew out to Texas to see some of my wife's family. First day we were in town, just a short five mile commute running out uh, the road, and a uh, lady just blew through a red light, t boned us, and. Uh. That shoved us across the four lane into another, and the oncoming traffic, another car hit us head on. Oh my God. The rest of the rack, long story short, I hope to be vertebrae in my neck and spent the next six days in the hospital. In your C spine? I, I, just, I just got out of the next race last Monday, so I had to turn my head for 60 days. Mm. Makes, you, makes you appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. Now, when, <laughs> you, look, you look straight ahead for 60 days. You love your neck when it starts moving. Again. <laughs> did, did you get a really yeah. good deep crack out of it when, when you were able to move it again? <laughs> you know, like when your fingers don't oh, move yeah. right and you get a nice crack and you're like, all right. And they're mobile. Oh, it had to hurt. I've been in, I've been in cast numerous times. I'll say that first time. Oh, they're moving that joint. That hurts worse than you break it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I, I started physical therapy actually yesterday. And it's, you know, I can, I've only got about 40, 45% motion in my neck of what it should be. It's in about a month. I'll be back and fishing again as hard as I can go. Now, do you have any any uh, destination trips now that you're, you know, you're breaking cabin fever and you want to get out? Where, what's on your, uh, your, your to-do list of this musky season? Yeah, we do. Uh, so... You guys familiar with the Team Predator Nation guys at all? Hmm. I've heard of them. I'm they're, trying to... Their production production crew, they specialize in making uh, short, musky films. Uh, Joe Hennessy, Blake Bushland, those guys, uh, they're coming down here in West to West Virginia in May. They're going to fish with me for three or four days. And then in July... Myself, my brother, and Mike Wolfel from West Virginia Muskie Outfitters is going to people, and we'll be traveling to Minnesota to fish with those guys. Nice. And right. Kind of the, the idea and the, the point of both of these trips is, you know, we're eighteen hundred miles apart. They're coming to West Virginia, and we're going to Minnesota, and it's going to be like a, a short two-piece film. Uh, are you feeling any pressure to put them on fish? I feel a lot of pressure to put them on fish because <laughs> they're taking me to Vermilion. And we all, that's all I need to say. Everybody knows what Vermilion's capable of. And and not to mention, not only fishing Vermilion, but we're fishing Vermilion with A.J. Wise. And anybody that's in the muskie industry knows who A.J. is, and he puts some serious pigs in a sack every year. Mm-hmm. See, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a ton of pressure. They're probably going to put me on a 50, and I'm just praying to God I can put them on a low 40, the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I've already warned them. They're, they're, always, you know, yep. they're not expecting big fish, but uh, 
saying it. I'm not going to jinx myself, but if we fish hard for two or three days, we'll be able to come on some fish. Have you been uh, on trips like this before? Have you ever been up Minnesota, Wisconsin fishing? No, no, I've only yeah. fished West Virginia, Virginia, and Kentucky. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I've I've never even raised a 50 inch or so. I've, you know. Joe and AJ, they're telling me about all these 54s and 55s that they see. I mean, I'm probably going to fall off the boat. Let's just be real. <laughs> or get jump an- off. Yeah, get another underwater picture. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm down. Ride it, ride it like a bull. I'm <laughs> I am, I'm That'll get some people. I have a replica uh, to hang in my office. Um, and I've got a feeling that's where I'm going to earn my replica bill. Your replica bill. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call a replica bill. Because everybody's happy when they catch a fish big enough to, to make a replica until they get that taxidermy bill. <laughs> to, yeah. to drop a cool grand on a replica. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, we're super excited about that trip. That's awesome. And I might be going to uh, St. Clair as well. I'm going to try to squeeze that in. Uh, you guys probably met Mike Holbert and... Brianna Herman, the musky huntress herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 They've invited us up to fish. Uh, so we're going to try to hopefully squeeze up there and get some time with them on St. Clair. And at the Columbus show, I bought Amber one of, you may have seen Brianna just released an eight foot six uh, musky huntress edition rod. It's got the pink candle for the girls. There you okay. go. Yeah. So I, I told Andrew at Columbus that I'd buy a rod, of course. It was that rod or nothing after she'd seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff, man. Well, those are two good places to uh, have a chance at a 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm super excited. Can't wait. That is awesome. Yeah, it's... uh... I don't have any destinations planned this year, but probably everyone could guess that already. <laughs> well, hey, if, you, if any of you guys ever want to come to West Virginia, I can't promise you any any fifty inches, but I can I can more than likely get you a shot at a at a good river fish and maybe that's get one you place. Up on the photo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one. I mean, I I did the PMCC years ago, and we traveled a lot. I mean, I have fish in a lot of states. I have never bought a West Virginia. I bought many West Virginia hunting licenses. I've never bought a West Virginia fishing license. I've never. Well, we've never done it. it. We might have to try it sometime. Yeah. Let's do it. Got a lot of the states under uh, that I've done it, but not there. So, and if people want to buy your gear, uh, you know, after the show season, they can just. Uh, get it directly through your website and Team Rhino Outdoors. Yep, yep that's the, that's the two. That's the only two outlets at this time. Uh, at least online, we are uh, about to partner with a couple of small retail shops here in West Virginia, possibly another in Virginia, and maybe one in Kentucky. But uh, for most people, yeah, online. Uh, those, are, like I say, there'll be a few. Uh, retailers probably in 2016, but nothing in the Midwest, at least not at this time. That's great, man. You did a great, I mean, 
I love to hear success stories. I mean, uh, you did a great job marketing. You got the stuff out there. People liked it. And uh, uh, you did a you, you did a great job. Hopefully, Pittsburgh show works good for you. And uh, you just keep building, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got Great I got, story. Yeah. That's the plan. I was just saying, I got some questions about the river fishing you're doing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, we, we have, at least we kind of around here, coined the term bank yanking. So I, I understand the shore fishing and, and all that. But what, what kind of, are you fishing out of a boat sometimes? Uh, and if, you know, is it, a, you know, what kind of, what kind of rig are you fishing out of in those rivers? Uh, generally in the winter, fall and winter, it's a, usually a jet, a jet boat, like a G3 with a 60-40 jet on it. But in the summertime, uh, my home water, it gets really low. And you're not even going to get a jet into a lot of places because you're just, you're going to tear your, you're going to tear your boat and your motor to pieces just due to the water level. So we do, in the summer, we do a lot of uh, float trips with the rafts. Like like a rubber raft, like the one that, like I, I can just envision when I was younger, you'd fill it up and you're out there for 10 minutes and it's half sinking because there's a slight hole in it because a mouse chewed in it the previous <laughs> summer. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Is it yellow? It's, it's very similar to like a raft if you, if you have white water raft. It's the same concept. Uh, they're a little harder to fish out of until you get the hang of it, you know, because there's, it's not really a solid pool in the bottom of most of them. So you're really, generally most of the time I'm fishing on, you're standing on one leg and you've got your other leg with your knee kind of against the, against the raft to give yourself some balance. So you're fishing on one leg most of the day. You're, you're doing the flamingo. You're doing the flamingo. You're, you're getting your flamingo on and <laughs> it makes it interesting. Sometimes on the hook set, it really does. You got to watch the hook. Oh yeah, you, cause you can sink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a yeah. Place. I, I, I had a buddy fishing. Uh, we used to catch these little hybrid stripers up at Moraine, uh, Moraine State Park here in Pennsylvania. And he, he passed. What well, this is when we were like in high school. He got himself a paddle boat or, or raft and paddled himself out there. I mean, we're talking to my like, gosh, that we were like I said, we were in high school. This was 1985 or something. He paddled himself out there, anchored up beside me in my six, 16 foot aluminum, and uh, he caught one of those nice hybrid stripers, you know, eight, ten pounder and but he got it up there, he dropped it and uh the spine <laughs> the spine punctures is the, the raft. <laughs> oh that's that's not <laughs> one of the spines on the fish. And then he was paddling back, he was half taken and they were trying to Wait, you you didn't offer to help him? <laughs> yeah, you didn't offer to, you didn't offer to help him? He was too busy no, casting. No, he no heck no. He wouldn't <laughs> There was fish to be caught. That's all. I said, good luck getting back. I'm fishing tonight. I don't know. It was high school. It was fun. It was funny. <laughs> I want to see if we could make it back to the ramp. <laughs> later, later on that night, the coroner was throwing hooks to try oh, to fish a body. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help the river get that bad, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to watch the hooks in those rafts, that's for sure. <laughs> Nice. What 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 kind of baits do you usually throw down in those rivers? Uh, I'm a big glider guy, and I'm a huge, huge, huge Red October baits fan. 
the tubes are my go-to bait down here, hands down. Last year, I caught 16 musky in West Virginia, which I know that's not huge numbers for uh, a lot of a lot of states, but it's been pretty good here in West Virginia on the river. And I caught 12 of the 16 on pet October tubes. Tube bait, nice. Did uh, did, did you rig them yourself? Do you rig them yourself, or you buy their rigging? I buy I buy their rigging. I throw every everything they make, the rig and the red October tube. Uh, glide wise, I throw my, my two go tos are, are the Shomashoms you guys seen in Kentucky, and also a, another West Virginia company, uh, Hot Tail Gliders, Anthony Ashby. I throw his. Those are my two go to glide baits, and then when the water warms up, we throw a lot of blades. Uh, lots of eights and tens. Uh, definitely go to blades here for me. Anyhow, gaining a lot of traction in general, West Virginia. Another West Virginia company out of uh, Boone County, West Virginia, is Pond Ford Blades. You guys probably seen their booth in Kentucky. He was just kind of down about four booths from me, opposite side. I can't kind of the, the, the big. Marabou baits. He had a lot of marabou there. Uh, those are those are killing blades, though. Nice. Uh, typically, how, how deep's your river? Say summer level. Are you fishing holes that are three or four feet deep, or are there holes that are twenty feet deep? Um, there are holes that are twenty feet deep, but that's those holes are few and far between. We're, most of the fish we're catching are in. Anywhere from three foot of water to probably eight on average. So three foot eights, like your, those are most of your good holes. Nice. And it's rock. I'm assuming it's a rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, it's rock bottom. Uh, big boulders. So generally in the summer, it's pretty clear. So you're fishing lots of natural colors. Um, big, big pile ups of trees. You know, boulders, eddies. Like, what? What are you looking for when, when you're when you're doing that? Uh, lots of eddies, lots of boulders. Not, we don't have a ton of cover. You know, when the water gets high, it, it pushes all the brush and debris down. So there's not. A, you don't ever really have a ton of cover. It's mostly you're looking for eddies, slack water. Uh, for people that I, I grew up trout fishing a lot, and I still trout fishing a lot. Uh, I particularly like to fish for brown trout here in West Virginia. It's a lot of fun. I've got some killer streams, but what I was going with that is I tell a lot of people, especially folks that I'm teaching the musky fish on occasion, that I know they're trout fishermen, but they're not really musky fish. I always tell people, if it looks like a place in the river where you think of, if you were trout fishing and it looks like a brown trout would lay there, throw it there. You know, yeah, on the edges of exactly. some slack water. Uh, anywhere you can see the water kind of bubbling up because there's a pocket there. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially if they're not musky guys. Yep. I'm if sure there's... Guys, they can relate to that. It's okay. I, I get what you're saying. Trout would lay there if they are there. Absolutely. All, all the fish lay there. I mean, it's a, it's just a natural yeah. place. I mean... Uh, exactly. Small mountain yeah. lay there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's another beautiful thing about fishing West Virginia. You'll, you'll pick up... Uh, a lot of four and five pound smallmouth on accident musky fishing, which is a great problem to have. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of there's there's fly fly opportunities down there too for musky fishing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, the guy I keep mentioning with the raft I fish with, he only fishes with the fly rod. Period for musky. He hasn't found a traditional rod reel in like I think 20 years. He's only. Wow. It's, that's a lot of fun to fish with him when you see how much work goes into independent of a musky on the fly rod. It's just, I personally don't think I have the patience for it. <laughs> yeah, it's and a lot I'm of work. Passes to every one of his, and you know, he's got one hook on his lure versus you know us traditional guys with our treble hooks flying everywhere. It's, Anybody? That's, that's what I always tell guys. I mean, I take guys out on fly rods a couple times a year, and I even have a guy that that uh, fly fishes for them. You know, with my business, Muddy Creek, and that's what I say. I said, you realize now what you're doing? You're taking a you're taking a challenging sport, and you're making yes. it that much more challenging. Uh, success on a fly rod is to get a fish. You know, when we have good days, we get eight or ten. When these guys have good days. They want to fish. And, and, yeah. and they can get in situations where they get some fish, but certain guys just get that, that much more satisfaction out of it that they don't really care. <laughs> it's a flyer, oh, yeah. and there's, there's a lot of those guys out there. And I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate their dedication to what they're doing, by all means. It takes a special person, that's for sure. And can you figure out a fly? Oh yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Uh, John, thing John Esker, that's my buddy's name. He has one of the most beautiful figure eights uh, I've, I've still seen in date. I mean, it's just it's flawless. And when he gets a fish in it, if he gets a fish in the eight, eighty percent of the time he can get that fish to. He just he knows what to do, when to speed it up, when to slow it down. It's really fun to watch because he he really works the fish. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> can you figure out a sucker? You know, it's... Uh, I, I don't think. <laughs> I never have. I don't know. Good or not. Nice. <clears throat> well, in, 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 in uh, the conversation we had when we were messaging, setting this up yesterday, I asked for you to have to have a story. Now, I don't know if you've already told the story, but... Uh, I generally, when we have a guest, I ask for a story that it just something, it could be funny, big fish, multiple fish, something that's happened. If, if you got one, now would be a really good time. We kind of wrap up the show with, with the, uh, with the story from the guest. Something that happened at the show. Anything. With your apparel, anything. Uh, well... I could probably come up with another story, but I, I guess I kind of blew my really good story with the well, jumping up and in three fish day, and then that led to the ultimately led to the underwater photo. But uh, there's got to be something else that's tell, happened. First fish. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell a quick short story from the, one of the shows this year, and this just happens to be in West Virginia. I know West Virginia gets a lot of jokes as it is. I'm from West Virginia, so just I'm being clear about. Uh, on the air here about knocking West Virginia. Wait, what, what, what are the jokes this, about? This, event, this, this happened to happen at the West Virginia show. So, we're sitting there at a booth, my wife and I, and 
this guy walks up to the booth, and I can see him kind of just, he's just kind of looking up at our big vertical, our horizontal banner, which is a two and a half by eight foot long banner. And that banner consists mostly of uh, customers of ours that have caught musky. We picked like six of our best photos and put them up on this banner. And I can see this guy just really studying this banner. And I'm just thinking, oh, that's cool. He's, he's really digging these photos. But I can tell he's thinking really hard. He's just not taking in the beauty of the, of the musky and <laughs> checking it out. I can tell he's thinking really hard. Finally, after about a minute of just staring, I can tell he's wanting to ask me something, but he, he's not real sure he wants to ask. You ever done that before? Oh, yeah. yeah. You kind of got a stupid question, but you're like, I probably shouldn't ask this guy probably shouldn't have asked, but he did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to keep this PG-13, so I'm going to delete some of the language he used. But he says, God, those are some big fish. <sighs> Is that an eel? <laughs> Is that an eel? <laughs> an eel. I've heard a lot of stuff, but I haven't heard... Anybody asking if a muskie is an eel. Well, it, you yeah, should have said, put, yes, they're mores. Immediately, you know, that, that, I, I told the story through Facebook. All of my muskie buddies on there that follow us, just, they loved that story. That, that guy asked if that was an eel. Well, the story isn't and over. Got bad when I, didn't, I didn't answer it. My wife answered him, which made him feel even worse. You know, oh. explained to him what it was. Brutal. Now... When your wife answered, did she speak slowly and enunciate properly, or or because <laughs> sometimes when when I get asked this, really, you know, you can kind of tell if they're serious or you're like, I don't know if he's serious, but you just kind of automatically assume they might need a little extra help. I think that goes yeah about West Virginia yeah yeah I think, I think she, that's what she they made do, it feel but... kind of bad. <laughs> Oh. I'll, t- I'll tell another real quick short story while I was on. I'm on a subject to Amber and my wife. You guys, a couple of you guys met her there at the show in Kentucky. Uh, obviously, I outpunted my coverage when it comes to marrying Amber. She's the pretty one of, uh, of the two. And I really outbid myself there. I get told that a lot. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So, that's a good thing. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great. Yeah. Let's be honest. Most of us guys, come on. Most of us guys outfund our coverage. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One guy actually says, "No, no, I'm better looking than my wife." I know Andy Vance and I did. So we're pretty free here with our group. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously Amber's a very pretty girl. I married her. Somehow tricked her into it. And figurated uh, her. Yeah, she bit. So I posted a, I did a giveaway one night on Facebook, and it was a drawing, and I had Amber draw the name. So I'm videoing Amber mixing up this bucket of uh, names, and she draws out the name and announces the winner, and so I post the video. And this is really the first time uh, anybody's seen Amber. So this was before the shows. This is like November. This is November. And, uh, like I say, nobody's ever seen her. I've not really ever put her on uh, on the Facebook page anyhow. So 
you know, I, I start getting some comments from guys, nothing rude or crude, just guys saying, man, she's good looking. You know, some guys get jealous when a guy compliments their girlfriend. I always thought, why do you get jealous? That's a, that's a great thing. What do you want us to say? She's ugly? <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, this one guy says, uh, he says, I don't know, and I wish I could remember who it was. I'd love to give him credit, but I can't say for sure who it was. But a guy commented, one comment. He says, I don't know about figure eight, but she's a figure ten. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that comment on that Facebook post, literally, it blew up. I mean, <laughs> guys love that he where he went with that and said figure 10. <laughs> so from that point on, anytime I post a video, everybody, nobody's calling her answer. Everybody says, like I do another, another drawing. Somebody say, what time's figure 10 drawing? And, <laughs> and then people come to the, people come to the shows and they're like, Hey, where's figure 10? So every, and all the guys now call Amber figure 10 due to that one comment on Facebook. It went viral. Love it. Relatively. So that's pretty cool. It really did. It just blew up that one comment. Now everybody is just figure 10. Nice. I love it. That's it's awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. The brand is... The brand and the idea is taking off. You're taking the industry by storm right now. It's it's awesome to see an idea uh, in, in the uh, the work that goes into it and, and seeing it build. It's, it's awesome. I do have uh, one question for you, though. Um, All right. You're making black and gold hats. Are you going to make uh, navy blue and gold ones? Does 13-9 does ring a bell for you at all for anything? Navy blue and gold. Yeah, thirteen nine. Does that does that does that get under your skin at all when you're traveling through Pittsburgh? Man, if I was in arm's length to you right now. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it something Pitt Talk, Mountaineers? Yeah, it's, it's, talking about my talking about my Mountaineers like that. I was at that game. Uh, December first, two thousand seven. Okay, tell me because yeah, I don't I was, know. I was at that game. And I still, to this day, really, I'm, I'm going to get eat up from you Pittsburgh guys. <laughs> I really believe, a part of me really believes Chris Rodriguez had something to do with throwing that game. <laughs> okay, I still don't know what you're talking it's, about. It's, it's epic in the backyard, bro. I mean, it is just... Yeah. 2007... It, it was and it was it was an upset. If, if West Virginia wins, they go to the national championship. Okay. Tell, oh, tell, yeah. college, college football. College football. Oh, I figured that much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. But that game was a give me. I mean, we were favored by a thousand I don't points. Remember yeah. how many points? A thousand. <laughs> yeah. Pitt had no no. They shouldn't have. They should not have won the game. Okay. And then with the next, then we ended up not going to the national championship, playing Oklahoma, who was said was probably going to destroy us, and we picked them apart. <laughs> It was, uh, but we get beat by we get beat by Pittsburgh in our own stadium. <laughs> yeah, I felt I, I I yeah I felt bad right there. I would have just rather seen West Virginia win the national championship. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, this that's what I, and that's from Pittsburgh guy. <laughs> This, this, this podcast was going so well. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Br- I had to bring it up. I, I didn't know if if you guys you had to bring that up. Well, I'll tell a story, and it, it's not even close. But my brother-in-law, my my wife's brother, um, hence brother-in-law. I was best friends with him in high school. He was a year behind me, and he was like the biggest best football player our high school put out like our high school we have you know seven through through 12 in our high school it's a joint high school and we have like 800 kids you know it's it's small and Uh he signed he he was he was getting a full ride to a d1 school he you know he was waiting for a big school big school kent state came kent state in ohio offered him a full ride Uh he he signed because he wasn't sure like a week later West Virginia offered him a full ride, yeah. and he had already committed. Ugh. He he would have been probably uh, on that team. He would have been at least four years in. Yeah, and you know, I, when he when he ended his his five years at Kent, he had the the the, the lifting record, something like forty five reps at two twenty five or something. Yeah. He he was he was a lineman, and he would have been on that. He would have been on that team, and it would have been the difference. It would have been, been fourteen, thirteen. <laughs> so, oh my! <laughs> oh man! But um, <clears throat> all right, this this will be a good spot to wrap this up. I'm gonna. Yeah, get... It's a great spot. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up, man. <laughs> I, I would have had no idea. I would have been like, they got to bring. Like... They got to bring that game back. That backyard bra. I, I think they're set to set to play in a couple years again. But they stopped playing that game. It was a. It was a good rivalry. Was it? It's terrible. Yeah, it's they, I wish they, terrible I wish they would bring it back. Yeah. yeah. Terrible they, start, they stopped playing that game. I mean, that was a... I, I don't even watch college football, but I, I like watching. I like watching when Pitt plays West Virginia in basketball, too. I said it a lot of fun. I remember watching Larry Fitzgerald play at Mountaineer Stadium against the WVU. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Still, hands down, one of the probably maybe the best athlete I've seen in person. I mean, he's just that guy was unreal on the on the college fields, and he still is today. He still is on the NFL. Yeah, yeah. the freak. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I promise not to say it in person because we have to uh, we have to all stay safe uh, next weekend at the show. I don't want right. hooks and everything flying around over there. If I if I come up and bring that up again, <laughs> he'll swing a coat uh, hanger uh, at you, and you'll I have a raptor. I won't throw two bananas on you. <laughs> you, might sell, you. You might sell more hats. You just put that score in the back. Oh my! Oh my and you'd God, be a you'd be a sellout. You'd be black. You would be. You wouldn't be allowed across the border. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't let you out. <laughs> nice. Terrible. <laughs> okay, well, he's taking a beating right now. I still don't, you know, I'm not that much of a sports nut. I understand it, but, you know, it's two against one with me just being dumb. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, hey, we, we I'm love... Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go put some ice on my rear when I get off the <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, jeez. Uh, that is... no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. Good talking with everybody. And yeah, yeah. I'm uh, really looking forward to the Pittsburgh show. Yeah, we're gonna hit the plugs and just 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 hang out for a second. Uh, 
fattazmuskie.com, uh, fattazmuskie products on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, like, be friends with Todd Young on Facebook, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook, either or, they're one and the same, and mcfishingguides.com, and if you're in the market for some fishing rods, please look up St. Croix. Check them out, made in the USA, most of them, and... I don't know. Uh, yeah, hit hit your plugs there, Brandon. All right. Uh, obviously, Trigger Eight Musky here, and I'm going to say real quick: if I forget anybody, I'm sorry. Been working with a lot of great companies, but I want to give a shout out to uh, Joey White and David French, a team that we uh, partner and sponsor with for the PMTT, uh, Mike Gilbert Guide Service, and on St. Clair, West Virginia Musky Outfitters in West Virginia, Pond Four Blades, the best blades. Out there on the market right now, hit up Eric Eversole at Conforts. He'll get you taken care of. Some figure eight sent you. Uh, Grunt Gobble Gills here in West Virginia. Corey Allen at TVMA, Tennessee Valley Muskie Authority. Uh, hands down, one of the best guys around. AJ Wisner, Team Predator Nation, uh, Tony Grant Outdoors, Battle of the Beast Guy Service, Greg Thomas. David French, Shum Shum, Anthony Ashley, Hotel Gliders, Red October. <laughs> nice. Love it. I may have forgot somebody if I did. I'm sorry, but that's, I, I was put on the spot right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did a good job. Nice. It, it, great talking to you, man. It was, it was fun. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, this, this is a blast. Nice. Well, uh, hopefully next week we're going to have some, some tales about uh, Pittsburgh show. Hopefully there's no fights, and uh, <laughs> there's some open water. So, guys, get out there, go fishing, be safe, and uh, good luck.